You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. And welcome in. This is Minor Talk. Sal Montes along with Zay here uh, bringing you Minor Talk. UTEP just wrapping up their win against UTSA. Uh, the men's basketball, women's basketball team, they got it done 79-52. to A clean sweep over the uh, the orange and blue birds from the Alamo City uh, by the Miners today. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on right now. Minor Talk and uh, we'll have... All the stats, uh, a couple of breakdowns and whatnot. We'll read your tweets. Feel free to give us a call if you want to chime in, 915-505-6009. And it's Minor Talk. And I want to let you know Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency for home. Yeah, UTEP getting the win today on the road in the Alamo City against the Roadrunners. I want to welcome in Zay running the boards, uh, doing a great job as well. Uh, this guy does it all. So shout out to Zay. Uh, how's it going, Zay? It's going good. You know, we had a, a fun day. Started early for me, and uh, I'm just glad Minor Talk is on, and, and it was a good UTEP game. Yeah, and I want to let people know this as well. Uh, as soon as I stepped in the building, I brought some food, you know, because I was like, we're going to be here for, for about 6 to Kelly Q, making sure everything's sounding right. So if you uh, were turning into our sister station, 95.5 KLAQ, or even to our other sister station here as well, Kiss FM, uh, 93.1, uh, Zay, making sure everything sounds good. So uh, you you got a good grasp on it so far. Yeah, you know, and I was glad, you know, when I heard, hey, there's pizza, I was like, oh, thank goodness, thank goodness, because <laughs> I, I was starving at that point. Yeah, no, no worries, no worries at all, man. We totally got you. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into this one, shall we? UTEP with the win against uh, the Roadrunners of UTSA, 77-66. to 66. Uh, A lot to touch on here, and I guess to kind of uh, get things going, if you want to send us a tweet, feel free to do so. You can do it at 600 ESPN El Paso. Also, um, feel free to um, use the hashtag MinorTalk as well. Or we're not reading it and you want it read, uh, I mean, please keep it clean, of course, but uh, at us as well. Feel free to put us in the mentions. Uh, it's uh, at UTEP Zay and uh, me, I'm at Sal Monilla. That's S A L M O E N I L L A. And uh, Adrian brought us as well. Uh, something I want to touch on really quickly before we dive into the numbers, because uh, there's been a lot going on um, down the road from us with the New Mexico State men's uh, basketball program. Uh, Coach Joe Golding mentioned this on air, and as a matter of fact, this was like one of the very first things that he said before he um, before he started talking uh, or, or taking questions rather, and, and you know talking about the game itself. Um, Coach Joe Golding said uh, he just wants to make sure that everyone knows that Mario McKinney has nothing to do with the situation at New Mexico. State state uh you wanted to make that very clear and um in case you didn't know no mario mckinney today uh as of uh the last game in the uh the pregame show coach golding mentioned that when it comes to the game itself uh let's take a look at what was going on on the twitter sphere something i want to pick up from uh we put out a poll in the last um last minor talk here uh, and and i tweeted out after the game after the miners had lost their fifth straight it was, at that point 11 and 13 the miners had seven regular season games remaining in the campaign for this year and for 14 wins on the year are you saying over or under in Zay check it out it got a lot closer after 51 votes majority you know we're, we're under at that point but the over kind of kind of took no pun intended it took over uh near the end <laughs> in a way uh it, it finished at this one though about we'll round it up 55 percent said under 
and 45 set over. A big, big difference from when we last looked at it. Yeah, you know, it's a lot closer than I thought. You know, uh, when we we were talking Thursday, a lot of people, it was, it was an, uh, an overwhelming, you know, amount of people that said under under 14 wins so you know there are some minor fans that still have some hope and you know maybe being the worst team in conference you would say that really doesn't do much but at least it gives you confidence hey this team remembers how to win basketball games yeah and uh that's really what what the people want right like we've seen the fight we know what you're going to do we know what your wheelhouse is it's just a matter of bringing it home and and today uh albeit against the worst team in conference usa who now i believe is um at 11 losses in a row so i mean we were scared here in el paso and worrying hey it's five losses in a row you could always be that 10th loss in a row or 11th loss in a row team and um you know, just kind of breaking it down more on Twitter here. Um, John Teicher sent in a tweet before the game, and I always laugh at this when there's a game at the Convocation Center <laughs> in San Antonio. And also, too, there's like three or four Convocation Center uh, from Conference USA within the last three, four years. So um, which Convocation Center is it? To be exact, we know it's in San Antonio uh, this time around. But what I love, though, is um, – before every game, either game day or the night before, Taish will tweet out something mentioning, hey, uh, game day or something relating to it. And he, he takes a picture of the gym. And, and it's always nice when it's empty and it's fresh. Uh, but you look at the gym here and so many people ragging. And it's not just UTEP fans. So many people ragging on the uh, Convocation Center in San Antonio using the, the term uh, high school gym. I don't know what your take is on that, Zay, but... It's a common theme whenever they go to UTSA. I don't know if it's a form of, um, I don't want to say hatred because I don't think it's that or, or trolling, but that's always being said. And we hear it from everybody in Conference USA. Yeah, you know, I was reading an article a couple weeks ago about, you know, there was a UTSA fan that was pitching that, hey, Let's keep the Convocation Center open. This is the home of UTSA basketball. I remember 18 years ago when they won a conference champ. I was like, bro, come on. Let's be real here, right? Yeah. You know, UTSA, they're going to the American Athletic Conference. They they need their own on-campus arena because, I mean, at this point, I agree kind of. You know, FAU and UTSA, they have they have high school gyms. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. As much as people want to say, hey, it's a historic Convocation Center. No, man. it's, it's It looks like a high school gym. And it's just not cut out for a team that uh, that can possibly want to be be a winner in the American Conference. Yeah, I think we know football wise what they bring to the table. It's it's not a debate at all with uh, UTSA. That is the they've been the bread and butter in football for some time. And and to make matters scarier for the American, some of their best players are there. Forget some, their best players for sure are are returning next year. One of being Frank Harris, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, Zachary Franklin's another yep, one who's yep. returning. Like they, they want to run it back, and um, of course it's an introduction. Like it's their premier year in the American next year. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they <laughs> if they dominate again. I mean, for UTSA, if you will. But no, in all seriousness, uh, what I'm getting at though is football bringing in so much money year in and year out at some point you wonder when are they gonna extend that to um what's the word i'm thinking of to enhance or amplify other athletic programs there 
Yeah, you know, you know, UTSA they have decent, they have good, they have a good location, right? There's a lot of hoopers down there in San Antonio. Big time, yeah. Zarek Onyema, one of them who who just starred out in this one. So, you know, if if they put some money in, get their own arena, you could possibly see UTSA at least being, you know, mediocre. They got to be at least mediocre mm-hmm. in the American Athletic Conference when it comes to basketball. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. They they, they need to start. Um, Putting in some money yeah. to that program. S- spreading the love. And I think the money's there. Um, but as we both witness, and, and as they witness over there too, I mean, we're not the only ones, but um, going to and coming from the football program. So it's a hotbed over there. I mean, maybe it's just to kind of get the wheels rolling, but uh, with uh, with Lisa Campos over there, I, I have no doubt um, that she'll continue to do a great job as athletic director out in the Alamo City. So uh, big, big props to uh, Lisa Campos. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're here on Minor Talk. We want to dive into some of these numbers as well really quick. Quickly, Zay, off top, a trend that kind of uh, continued um, over with uh, today's game. Just looking at it here, Malik Zachary doing uh, doing another impressive job. That's back-to-back performances. What's your biggest takeaway when it comes to uh, Malik Zachary's performance today? Yeah, you know, when he when he took a step away from the team, you know, the team supported him and all that. But it, it's good to see him back on the floor and, you know, showing why he was one of the best Juco uh, point guards in America a couple years ago. You know, he's really been able to control the floor. And, you know, last game he played good. He played good minutes. In this game, he's playing good minutes. So he's getting back in the court, getting back in the game condition. And, you know, he had 11, he had 11 points. He had a couple of nice jumpers. So it's just nice to see him back in rhythm, you know? Yeah. And, um, and as mentioned, right, I I know that Steve Yellen had um, brought something up uh, like this similarly, mentioning how with McKinney being gone, somebody has to come in and, and um, fill that void, you know, take up that spot. And with Zachary, that that means potentially more minutes. I mean, with performances that we saw uh, or the performances that we saw these last two games definitely warrant, in my opinion, some more playing time for Zachary. And at 12 minutes, this guy's giving you 11 points. So that's big, especially when we know that, Points are hard to come by when it comes uh, to this UTEP offense. When you have a guy who could basically get you a point just about every minute he's on there, it's a small sample size. Don't get me wrong, 12 minutes. And to think that somebody's going to drop 40 points in, in 40 minutes is is very tough if, if we want to kind of stretch it out. But to be effective um, nearly – to score nearly 100% of your playing time, but to be effective every second that you're out there is huge. And, and it even goes far beyond that as well. Two for three from uh, from the free throw line, also two, um, two rebounds. He did have three fouls, but that to me lets me know that he's trying to be more places than he was before, and he's staying active when it comes to defense. Yeah, you know he played. He just played a great game all around, right? There, there are some things that concern you. Obviously, the 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 turnover concerns. He had three of those, but True. you know he's getting back into game shape. There, there, there's silly turnovers that hey, with some practice, with more playing time, I doubt that he's going to get three turnovers in 11 minutes again, right? He's yeah. just going out there. He's giving in his all, and uh, it definitely warrants a lot more minutes for him. Yeah, and in a way, uh, no excuse, of course, but kind of like like rust turnovers. You know, just yeah. just not being out there much. Um, pretty much. Much uh, all year, if we want to put it that way, but to to be effective, 
in a in a time kind of like when the team needs it the most, I think is what stands out to me. So big, big shout out to Malik Zachary. Big performance today and balance. Uh, when, when we look at it today, Tay Hardy with 12 points. Frazier gets 10. Uh, Onyema, a, a big, big showing for him in um, in a city that knows him pretty well. He gets 10 points. And how about this? Givens and Solomon, they get eight points. So just too shy of, um, of double digits. But we're not done yet, though. Dos Anjos, who uh, had an incredible game as well, 12 points. Um, there we go. I don't know if you can still hear me. I think it's my headphones. Uh, there we go. Uh, sorry about that. It's uh, technical difficulties on my end. You're good, Zay. It's my fault. Um, no, uh, where was it? Where did I leave at last? Um, yeah, Malik Zachary with 11. So you have five guys getting double digits and two who are just a couple points shy of it. I really, really like the balance today. I know it's against the worst team in conference, USA, but um, in a way, kind of like night and day from uh, from the last game. Yeah, you know, it was just they had five players in, in double digits. Oh, excuse me, they had six players in double six. digits, right? Okay. And uh, like you said, Givens and Solomon both right there, both eight with eight points. So just an all-around good game. You don't see a lot of times that UTEP's going to score 77 points and win, right? Usually that, that signifies that yeah. you know UTEP's going to lose 99 to 77 or something. So <laughs> they came out, you know, they did what they had to do. They took care of business. And hopefully this just gives them the, the chemistry and the mentality that they need. Hey, we can win basketball games. Yeah, and, and kind of diving into the numbers here as well um although we mentioned the 77 points and the balance on offense still a bit of a sloppy performance i I think um the game didn't really develop its own flow um you know a consistent one probably until the second half uh, maybe like five minutes into the second half a win is a win you're going to take it but ultimately a team uh still turning it over 18 times today and and it still makes you wonder right like when they go up against the upper echelon of conference usa albeit a this upcoming Thursday against UAB, it's going to be very, very tough to win when you when you have 18 turnovers, but to, to still take over uh, when you needed to down the stretch and, and also have a wire-to-wire win, um, you know, is, is something that you want under your belt going into a game like UAB. So we'll see how they can fare in that matchup. But uh, another thing that kind of sticks out to me, Zay, is uh, the rebounding. I mean, 44 rebounds to 24 rebounds uh, for UTSA. That's a big, big reason for them to be able to to get 77 or to have an opportunity to get that many points because it lets us know you're being active on defense, but you're sealing the deal and not giving up many uh, second-chance points. Yeah, you know, uh, this whole season, UTEP has been a really good rebounding team. They've really, you know, out-rebounded most of their opponents. I know John said something about that in the broadcast and you know it's it's really good to see this team excel at something like that that mm-hmm. you know in years past they've kind of struggled so yeah out rebounding a team by that much that's a big reason they won this game yeah and what i like too is it's not just out rebounding uh, because you're the better team. I think it's out rebounding because, as you mentioned, in a way, that's kind of who you are. That's part of your identity. Uh, we know them as a defensive team, and majority of the time, they might win that that rebounding battle. It's just other areas that kind of affect them uh, when it comes to winning the game. So, uh, big, big performance on the boards and and with the numbers that we just looked at. Uh, going over to Twitter here, let's uh, let's see what we find. Um, I'm not going to read that one. That is uh, 
yeah, that's something different here. <laughs> trying to um, trying to find some more tweets here. So if you have any good stuff, feel free to tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso. Feel free to uh, use the hashtag Minor Talk Willow. We'll check it out on the air for you. And uh, El Aguacate, this is <laughs> Joe John Sr. Uh, tweeting, go Miners. Uh, we, we tweeted out, you know, the, the description saying UTEP win 77-66 and uh, getting some replies there but um yeah with the miners win there putting them now if I'm not mistaken I know they were 11 and 13 so they would be at 12 and 13 going into um into this game against UAB and pulling up the conference USA scoreboard I, I was looking at it earlier today we saw FAU go to overtime with uh, Louisiana Tech and uh, North Texas uh, was at home as well I'm not too sure if they wound up getting the win at the all um oh it's it's still going on 40 to 25 against Charlotte but with uh with UAB completely routing Middle Tennessee Jelly Walker with 25 points uh, to his credit and um wasn't even the most impressive player as scary as that sounds <laughs> it was Ty Brewer with 24 points and uh and 12 boards so that's who the Miners have um you know coming up next and um as I as I pull up the uh, schedule um they do have them at home so that's a that's a good thing there but um kind of jumping ahead and I know that we haven't even completed the uh, the complete recap of the game but jumping ahead to UAB um early on like a a way too early description or prediction I guess if you want to put it that way what are some keys uh that you think are going to need to be uh points of emphasis for the minors going into this game against uh, UAB well yeah you know last year remember last year's UAB game UTEP falls short after an Alfred Hollins mystery at the buzzard Mm -hmm. but you know I think UTEP needs to stay stay within, you know, at least 10 at all times, you know, keep it close and try and pull it out in the end, right? Try and pull it out in the end. And as we've seen, UTEP really hasn't been able to do that. But, you know, in order to do that, you're going to have to contain Jelly Walker, you know, Eric Gaines, contain the guards and uh, let, let the bigs do the work and, you know, see what happens after that. No, definitely, definitely. And we know the first time around, it was um, double overtime. Let me take a look. I know it was overtime for sure. It was it was a part where they had so many games, um, you know, that were close in a spin. Yeah, there we go. 73, uh, 79 to 73, followed by a uh, overtime loss um, against Rice at home. So it takes us back. We're going back to 2022, the uh, the old years, <laughs> to put it that way. No, but um, so so we know that they can they can be in the arena they can hang around but it's kind of sealing that deal so we'll we'll look forward to more of a of a preview coming in um you know as we near the end of the show but kind of going back to uh the win against um utsa uh we'll stick with that topic but on the women's side zay when i got here uh you were streaming the uh, utap women's game against utsa it had just started i was like hey how's it going what's the score oh miners are up you know nine or whatever the case was next thing you know we're eating some pizza hanging out and i look at the scoreboard and it's 30 to 27 what was going on in the um, in the first half that kind of uh, caused the tide to turn? Well, you know, we've seen UTEP jump out to some some weird starts, right? At times, UTEP is down by 10. times, UTEP is up by 10. This time, UTEP was up 21-4 to at one point in the first quarter, and they just went cold, right? It started off hot. UTSA was in a zone. They were in a zone defense, and UTEP was really picking that apart. But once UTSA switched to a man defense, UTEP went really cold from the field, and, uh, well... 
you know, they, UTSA got right back in it, right? It was it was 30 to 27 at halftime, and uh, that's really what happened. UTEP went cold after UTSA switched to a man, but uh, in the second half, UTEP just dominated, man. They came out, they came out hot, and they didn't look back. They didn't look back at all. They outscored UTSA, I think, uh, 49 to. 49 to 25 in, in the second yeah. half and it was just an absolute dominant performance uh from Aaron Wilson who had 22. She's been really hot as a blade. She went 3 of 4 from 3, 8 of 14 from the field and you know just as we said again, this team is not healthy yet so they're playing with about 7 to 8 players in the rotation but at the same time, you know, you're getting production from all of them. So, you yeah. know, you you take it and 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 you give it. No, big time. And, and even looking further down the uh, the line right at the stats here, they forced 13 turnovers um, and only allowed eight assists. So good for the minor defense, able to allow um, or to force more turnovers than allowing assists. And then when it comes to, to yourself, um, you know, only having eight turnovers and getting 22 assists. So that, that lets you know that they're controlling the ball, whether they have it or not, which is which is huge. I mean, that's that's the identity of this team. We know Coach Baker is defense through and through, but also balance and, and sharing the ball. And looking at it as, as well here, five players in double figures. You mentioned Aaron Wilson with 22 points, going three for four uh, from beyond the arc. Arike with 12 points. Uh, Kraus... Avery Krause stand here. I'm going to let you know right now. 11 points in 19 minutes today. Four for seven and three for five from beyond the arc. And um, one of three minors to have at least three um, three pointers. And I say at least. I shouldn't say that with three because uh, that's the most <laughs> by a minor today. But there were three of them. So huge, huge stuff there for this UTEP team. And uh, just kind of going down the, um, the list here as well. Jackson with 10 points. We know what she can do. And and then looking up here, uh, Lipe, 13 points as well. So five minors and double figures. What do you make of this balance on the um, on the offensive side for this UTEP team? Well, yeah, like I said, you know, when you're when you're down that many players and you're getting production like this out of everyone that's playing, you know, it's big, right? It's big to see Jazzy on Jackson step up when Naya Boyd is. She's been struggling ever since she came back from injury. She went one of six today, only three points. But you know, Jazzy on Jackson stepping into that point guard role, having ten points, seven assists, four rebounds, and just having a good all around game. So I think it's good that everybody's stepping up right now. They're stepping over mm-hmm. what they need to do, and you kind of hope this is the win that kind of sets them apart from going win loss win loss in conference play no definitely because because that that margin for error is a lot smaller at this point in the year and it feels good knowing that hey not only do you blow out a team that's number one but when you look at the numbers we we know stats are going to be stats but five six seven eight nine ten eleven if i would have told you today hey 11 minors are going to play compared to looking at the uh, the lineup and and the stats from a couple games ago where it was seven that's a big, big difference because now players can go to the bench, get some rest, and you can afford to use your lineup to its full advantage instead of having to, and no offense or no disrespect, but makeshift, so to speak, and, and come up with game plans on the fly or you know having to go to plan F, G, H, I, J, K. You have a, you have a good arsenal there. Yeah, you know, playing 11 players is great, but at the same time, it's it's still they're still kind of in that position because no offense to the four players, but the four other players that played this game compared to the seven last time, they really struggled in that aspect of the game, you know. Salil Montrose, you know, she she's played 
inconsistent at times. She's played as a freshman, and uh, they play her in this big guard role. And at times, it's it's struggling to watch her because you know she's she's just getting dominated down low at times. But at the same time, you know it's good to get her out there as a freshman. So I understand what you're saying. You know, playing eleven players, but at the same time, yeah. it's really been that main seven that are playing the chunk of minutes. That that makes sense. Yeah, it, and I think when it comes down to it, if it's a close game and in you know something for seeding or maybe you're in the conference tournament and it's a it's a tight game at that point you're gonna roll with uh with whoever's hottest so i i agree there that that makes sense and thank you for checking me on that <laughs> good stuff right there zay uh but yeah we're, we're breaking down the utep men's basketball game here and also the utep women's basketball game uh the women get the win uh right down the street from us uh as far as that score goes i, I had it in front of me let me bring it up back up here yeah 79 to 52 and then the men getting the win as well 77 to uh to 66 so uh we'll have some more breakdowns here in a bit but what we're gonna do for now we're gonna take a quick break come back in a couple moments and continue minor talk with some more stats read your tweets take your calls uh number is 915-505-6009 and uh yeah that's what we have here want to remind you again that minor talk is brought to you by the oscar arietta agency for home auto and life insurance needs visit oscar agency.com So that's what we have for now. We'll take a quick break, come right back, and do some more breakdowns. You're listening to Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Minor Talk, we are back right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Zay, right across the glass. I am Salvador Montes here. And uh, yeah, bringing you Minor Talk as the Miners uh, get the win on the road against uh, UTSA. Uh, bringing this one back here, 77-66. to 66. And the UTEP women getting it done at the Haskins Center, 79-52. to 52. Breaking down the stats, uh, reading your tweets, taking your calls, 915 915- Five zero five six zero zero nine and um, Zay, uh, kind of just uh, going back into these numbers here. UTEP, of course, we know the uh, the monstrous um, rebounding advantage um, that they had, but just kind of um, you know as we break it down, looking at the fouls here, eighteen total, but no minor with um, with more than three. What were your takeaways from? from how they were able to be aggressive without being overly aggressive. And, and I say this because numbers look good here. There was a point in the game where there was a technical foul that <laughs> didn't, need to be, uh, didn't need to take place necessarily, and it was sloppy. Um, is it a bit misleading when you look at the numbers and, versus actually watching the game? Yeah, it's a little bit misleading. There was times where there was just a lot of whistles on both ends. But at the same time, you know, I— I'm not going to say I agree with the fact that, hey, you know, you need a technical foul to get back into this one. But I like that Calvin Solomon kind of hypes this team up, right? He gets that energy going when, hey, they call a technical foul, right? That's kind of needed when you're losing a lot of games and, and you need someone to fire you up. Calvin Solomon is always there to do that, right? To always get into the opponent's head, to get the team hype. And, you know, I'm not saying you always got to get a technical foul to, to get some energy into your into your team. But at the same time, I feel like that could help at times I think so and I I think it's um it's situational like 
I don't know how to put this in. And Adrian and I talked about this a couple shows back, but uh, when we were talking about, hey, is it good for goaling to get these technicals to fire up the team? And it's like, well, at that point in time in the game, not necessarily. Uh, but you're right, though. There are times where a technical can really fire up the team because the response after that is like, okay, well, if, if we don't have um, – and I don't think refereeing was an issue this game. It was, it was equally as um, – they performed as equal as they do pretty much all games. Uh, I think I could say that, but <laughs> – um, you know what I mean? Basically, at that point, you feel like, hey, it's it's us against everybody in this arena. I mean, you're on the road. That's number one. You're, you're typically not a good team on the road. But at that point, it's kind of like, hey, we're not getting these calls or, or just frustrated with the flow of the game. You want to spark some type of fire into you and uh, and your teammates. So I think that's probably what the technical was at that point. But fortunately, it, it worked out because – in my opinion, it's it's not that difficult to you can I'll say it like this you can afford it in a game against a UTSA. Yeah, you know when you think about tech technicals and the Shamar Givens technical at Western Kentucky when that kind of shifted the whole game. The two technicals that that game you know in general how they kind of shifted. You can't really get a technical yeah. then, but I do agree with you. You can get a technical against you know a UTSA to fire your team up. No, big time, big time. And um, UTEP able to uh, be bigger pretty much all game. 44 rebounds to uh, to 24 for UTSA. And just to kind of put it into perspective, UTEP had 28 defensive rebounds to um, UTSA's 24 total. And um, looking at it here, the Miners able to get 16 offensive boards, um, 14 second chance points. Uh, there we go. Yeah, set. 14 second chance points for the Miners um, able to uh, put back there. So not sealing the deal the first time, able to get it done on that second go round. And when I mentioned playing bigger, um, bigger on the bench, they get 34, um, uh, bigger in the paint, and then we'll go to the bench. Bigger in the paint with 34 points compared to uh, 28 for UTSA. So not that much of a difference between the two, but you could feel the difference uh, just by watching it or listening to the game. And then when it comes to... um, to uh, bench points, uh, here we go, 29 points uh, for the Miners, and uh, you look at UTSA, and they had 41, and although UTSA outscored the Miners when it comes to bench points, it felt like it was more effective for the Miners, because you look at the job that that Malik Zachary uh, was able to do, but aside from from Malik coming in and and causing a big difference, what other Miners do you feel stepped up when it came to uh, coming off the bench? Well, the easy answer right now is obviously Jonathan Dos Santos, right? He's the guy that went on an 8-2 to two run that eventually led to a minor 10-2 to two run after UTSA got it to within one point in the second half. And, you know, after that run, UTEP kind of just, you know, they took care of it, right? They didn't go, they went up by double figures and they really didn't look back. So Jonathan Dos Santos is really that guy. He played that guy. You know, Adrian uh, tweeted out in the game, this is the this could be the Jonathan Dos Santos game. And I feel like it is, right? He hit two threes. He went 5-9 from the field, 5 rebounds uh, if I'm not mistaken you know he just he had an all-around good game and you need that out of him you need him to get that confidence and uh, so yeah he was one of the guys that really stepped up off the bench no big time big time and and I'm glad you brought up that um, that one point difference right coming into it and uh, and I'm looking at the um, uh, the play-by-play so to speak and um, you're referring to when it was 44 to uh, to 43 it was a Jacob Germany uh, free throw a pair of free throws that itched it to within one but um after that, DeSanjo's layup. Next one, 
three-pointer by DeSanjos. Next one, three-pointer by DeSanjos. And then a, a Malik Zachary a jumper there. So that followed by a dunk by, by DeSanjos. So um, I think those two guys, I mean, uh, it'll be tough to kind of break it down on live radio since the clock is ticking. But um, at that point, the score became uh, 59 to, uh, to 47 from what was a 44 to 43 game. And that separation, all buckets and, and big plays by Zachary and DeSanjos. Yeah, those two players alone combining for 23 of the 29 bench points. So, you know, you see how much of a difference they had in this one. And it, it was it was needed, right? Those were the sparks off the bench that really got them into this game. Just as, you know, Carlos Limas and Malik Zachary were sparks off the bench last game when Utah was trying mm-hmm. to get back into it against Charlotte. So, you know, just big games from off the bench. We talked a lot early season talking about, hey, this team has a lot of depth. And, you know, midway through this season, it didn't look like it. But now we're seeing the depth that you know we were all excited about early in the season yeah and and to kind of break it down too because I feel like this stretch is one of the more impressive uh stretches that we've seen just in terms of um basically like you know three minute stretches and and I kind of want to break it down um not not to kind of just say hey these were the guys but just to put it into perspective for everybody here it's 44 to 43 and um it's a hardy miss jumper uh but Right after that, it's a rebound by Dos Anjos, and then he puts the layup back. So it's 46 to 43. Then it's a turnover by, uh, by UTSA. And who gets the steal? Malik Zachary. Then what happens after that? It's a three-pointer by who? Dos Anjos. But guess who got the assist? We're looking at Malik Zachary. Then on the very next um, offensive possession, um, it's a three by Dos Anjos, but Zachary is the one with the assist, followed by a, uh, a jumper uh, by Zachary as well. So not just on the offensive side of things, but on the defensive side as well. Um, these two guys coming in and, and having some big impacts. So uh, big, big shout-out to, uh, to Zachary and Dos Anjos there. Um, yeah, that, that's the most impressive stretch there uh, for me throughout the game. And if I could get the timing of this, it was 43-44 um, to 44 at the 11-13 mark. And then when we look at it elsewhere where things, um, as crazy as it sounds, kind of fizzled down a bit, um, we're looking at a score of uh, – 64 to uh, 52 in a way. So that's kind of like a three minute or so stretch by the uh, by the pair of miners there. So good, good stuff on that end. Um, going back to Twitter, seeing what else uh, we do have on here, trying to um, find some more information. A, a lot of tweets um, from uh, from fans around, uh, you know, Conference USA mentioning this game, but primarily coming from the fan bases themselves. Not too much outside of that. Um, that's that's pretty much what we make of it when we look at it. Because I want to say this is a, a big, big win, but in reality, it's against the last team in Conference USA, and you have UAB coming up right around the corner. So I, I don't know about you, if you're too high or too low on this win. I'm kind of kind of low because I expected a game like this. Yeah, you know, as a fan. And you you can be low on this game, right? But as a player, you you gotta you kind of gotta get high off of this one, right? You gotta say, hey, okay. we won this game wire to wire. There was no there was some sweating, but we took care of business. Uh, we can get back on track. This season is salvageable. That's what you want this team to think. And uh, so as a fan, I'm not too high on it, obviously, because hey, it's UTSA, worst team in the conference. But at the same time, they went wire to wire. Uh, they pulled it out. Good bench playing. And uh, yeah, you know, as a player, you can get high on this one but as a as a as a fan it's not that impressive 
No, de- definitely, definitely agree. Um, somebody I want to uh, touch base on really quickly, a guy who was uh, in his old stomping grounds, that being Zarek Onyema, 25 points, goes three for five, uh, four for six uh, from the charity stripe, so an improvement there. Nine boards, one shy of double-digit rebounds, and, and, and I'm kind of like pounding my fist in the air because he got 10 points, so, you know, a rebound away from a double-double to his credit, but getting two blocks today... Um, one steal, but one of my favorite things uh, about this one, Zay, is as much as Zarek played a factor in this one, uh, you know, offensively and defensively, my favorite stat has nothing in it, and that's zero turnovers. As much as he had the ball today, zero turnovers. Uh, what's your takeaway from Zarek's game today? Yeah, you know, you say uh, zero turnovers, and when I think of Zarek Onyema this game, and I'm checking out the, the stats right here, um, it was efficient. He had the highest efficiency score out of all the minors, and basically that's points plus rebounds plus assists plus steals plus missed shots and all that stuff. So he had the highest score at, was 18, and he just had an all-around great game, right? He was efficient. He got rebounds. He got to the line, and uh, it's good to see him dominate uh, where, where he was once you know, a dominant high school player. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a performance you've been um, looking forward to from Zarek, but I say looking forward to after a long stretch of, of play that hasn't you know really left you something to um, uh, at least something to be desired so to speak so this is what you would expect from Zarek uh, pretty much on a night in night out basis and I think he can be that guy just uh, just needs that consistency factor but you know good turnaround performance for him hopefully this can continue but to see him you know command respect in that game and and just have his presence felt on all aspects there was a foul I can't remember at what point it was in the first half but um John was like why would why would um you know go in and and hit somebody like that and I, I don't know if it was over exaggerating at that point but with Zarek though to to make your presence felt and um you know command that type of respect was huge and something that they've kind of been missing um for a while we know that they can out rebound the other team and they they kind of do it by committee but to say hey i'm gonna be that dude who's gonna who's gonna sweep up everybody um you know you kind of want that going into the um that final stretch of conference play yeah, you know, for Zarek just to go in and be like, hey, you're going to respect me. I'm 6'8", 230 pounds, and I'm probably the most athletic guy in this gym. You know, that's that's big, right? That's big for him. And, you know, just all around, you know, he reached double figures for the for the seventh time this season, but only the second time since early in the season. So mm. hopefully he can get it going. I hope so. You know, I talked to you earlier, earlier, and I was like, sometimes I wish Joe Golding would just be like, hey, let this guy cook. I want to see what he can do with, yeah. with, you know, extended minutes and extended time with the ball in his hands, right? So we'll see if that can continue. And uh, yeah, just a great game by Zarek Onyema. Let Z be Z. That is the uh, the tagline <laughs> when it comes to Zarek Onyema. Let that man cook. Uh, no, great, great performance from Onyema today. And he did all of that in 25 minutes as well. So uh, very, very efficient. Uh, kind of looking at some more players here. Otis Frazier in 27 minutes of play. Goes 500 from the floor. Uh, four for eight. Also 500 from, uh, from three-point range. And as a team the miners going eight for 19 that's definitely going to help uh that that's for sure uh but we'll, we'll stick with frazier here four for eight two for four from beyond the arc gets four boards um but the most impressive thing for me on those four boards is three of them were were offensive rebounds so playing a big big factor in the second chance points for the miners also gets a block and two steals to his credit finishes with 10 points uh for otis frazier the biggest takeaway from today's game 
Uh, well, he knocked down a couple threes. I think that was the biggest thing, right? He knocked down a couple threes. We know early in the season that, hey, Otis can shoot that thing. But for him to, you know, go in, knock down a couple threes, just get back in the game rhythm. We felt like ever since, you know, coming back from the injury, he really hasn't been playing like himself. True. So for him to get back into game rhythm, you know, make those cuts that he used to cut and play good defense and just all around be a physical, you know, aggressive player, getting to the rim, hitting some threes, that was the biggest takeaway for me. No, definitely, definitely. And in in general, too, like we talked about the team going eight for 19 from beyond the arc. And it wasn't like there was one savior today from beyond the arc. They kind of did it by committee. So that's a that's definitely a step forward from what we've seen previously Um, with the guards here. The two main guys, we know it's a Tay Hardy and Shamar Givens, um, both guys with at least 28 minutes. Tay with 32 and uh, Shamar Givens with 28. Um, Both guys able to get some. Uh, to score from three-point range, Shamar one for three, uh, Tay two for four. Uh, but from the free throw line, looking at um, at Shamar Givens here, three for four, and Hardy going two for seven. They got the win, so there's there's no complaining at this point. It's pretty much nitpicking, but two for seven. Uh, definitely want to see some improvement at that aspect. But in terms of guard play, we talked about how much bigger this team played. They out rebounded. They made their presence felt uh, at the guard level the control that they kind of had, you know, in the final stretch of this game was something that you want to expect. But throughout the game, though, kind of looked like it was back and forth between UTSA and UTEP. Although it was wire to wire, um, it was a bit of a struggle at times for the guards. Yeah, you know, Tay Hardy, he went 4 of 10 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. So he hit some big time shots for sure. But at the same time, he struggled. He struggled at times with, with some inconsistency. But at the same time, hey, he got five assists. You know, when Shamar Givens went out, you know, he had about two or three personal fouls at one point and you know they had to bring in some guys and Tay Hardy stepped up right he stepped up into that point guard that combo guard position and he he distributed the ball really well so you know although the the consistency leaves something to be desired for he had a good game in in the other aspects of the game no yeah definitely and and to have them you know, step up when they needed to throughout the game, I think is huge in any game for that matter. But uh, realistically today, it was wire to wire, but it was getting closer at times. However, uh, the Miners able to uh, to hold off at that point. Um, yeah, and the Miners get this one done today, 77 to 66. Uh, what we're going to do really quickly, we're going to take another timeout, come right back. We'll have some awards for you. And uh, as far as those awards, you guessed it, we'll have the hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. We'll also have the player of the game, which is brought to you by Keats Southwest. So all of that coming up when we return right here on Minor Talk. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Minor Talk. You're listening to it right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Zay, right across the glass from us, uh, doing a great job as well. I haven't been in that room all show. I hope you guys know that. He's been holding it down severely, so he, he's got it. And, and Zay, um, whenever we get, you know, board operators and, and you know, interns at times, whether you're a new hire, uh, whatever the case is, which uh, you, you transition, you know, from an intern into the um, into an actual staff member. So big, big props to you. But um, I'll say this. What is the one thing I say? And it's not even related necessarily to technical stuff. It's, it's not in the rule book or anything. But what is the one th- or I won't ask you for a right answer. I, I want to see what your answer is. But 
from what we've taught you here, what is the number one takeaway when it comes to running the board or making sure the log's good and all that? The number eight. You know, you always <laughs> tell me about it. You know, you're always reminding me the number eight. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's two times four or if it's, you know, four plus two. It doesn't matter. Or, you know, not four plus two, four <laughs> plus four. You know, you won't already... get it that way, but I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, sh- yeah. struggling in math right now, man. No, it's all right. No, but definitely, yeah. That's one thing we, we do here is like there's, there's a lot of ways to do things. But um, as long as you get there. You know, if, if you got to cross a finish line, are you gonna are you gonna roll around? You know, down a hill? Are you gonna you know hopscotch your way there? It doesn't matter. Just just cross the finish line. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, good stuff, man. Great, great job. I'll, I'll tell you this every time because it's true. So, thank you so much for all you do. Um, yeah, back to it here on Minor Talk. The UTEP men get it done, seventy seven sixty six, and the UTEP women getting it done. Uh, I lost the score on my screen, but it was. If I'm not mistaken, 79 to 52, uh, yep. getting it done um, out at the Haskins Center. So uh, going to wind things down here, uh, read a couple tweets, um, see what's out there. Any last-minute calls, uh, feel free to duck them in, 915-505-6009. Going back to, um, to Twitter, this from uh, M.T. Pence, that's M. Tristan Pence, and he tweets out, it was great to see the minor bench step up. Onyema has been playing well as of late. Hopefully the minors can use this game to build some momentum going into March. And uh, no, definitely. That's what it's about. I think um, everything we touched on there is something that fans will be happy with uh, going forward. As long as there's consistency of, of any kind, right? It, it, obviously, when something's good, that's number one. But to see it night in and night out is um is what the fans are, are looking for so hey if they could get that going forward it's a it could be a whole other team that we're we're looking at here but um what we want to do as we're winding down um it's time to hand out some awards uh with minor talk here but first we want to let you know that minor talk is presented by the oscar arieta agency for home auto and life insurance needs visit oscar arieta agency Dot com. And with that being said, Zay, it's time to um, to give props where it's due here. And uh, the first one that we have here is the hot hand of the game. I want to remind you all, hot hand of the game is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Keep your home comfortable uh, year-round with Wind Supply El Paso. Visit them online at windsupplyelpaso.com. So with the hot hand of the game, um, a lot of uh, performances today that could warrant this award. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, who do we have as the hot hand of the game? You know, yeah, like you said, there was a lot of good players that really could have anybody could have gotten this award, but we decided to go with Malik Zachary with 11 points, 4 of 5 from the field, 1 and 2 from 3, 2 of 3 from the line. He also added in 3 assists in only 12 minutes. Just an all-around great game from Malik Zachary off the bench mm-hmm. and you know, he really, you know, represented hot hand, you know, when he got hot, he got hot. So uh yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's our hot hand of the game. Oh, uh, definitely and, and hot in all aspects. I mean, we, we talk about the uh, the little shooting stretch that he had that was impressive. But, um, you know, literally playing a hand in, in some assists during the stretch over to Dos Anjos also gets a steal to his credit and um, two boards, uh, as you mentioned. So big, big props to Malik Zachary. He is uh, the hot hand of the game. And it's brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Keep your home comfortable year-round with Wind Supply El Paso. Visit them online at windsupplyelpaso.com. That's one in the books. The next one here 
You know what time it is. It's time for the player of the game. And um, looking at this stretch, too, I mean, there's a lot of um, a lot of names here and, and numbers that pop out. Otis Frazier was pretty impressive in, in his 27 minutes of play. Zarek Onyema, definitely a candidate. Also, uh, looking at um, John Dos Anjos, who, um, who had, you know, a really, really good stretch throughout the game. Those are three names that we mentioned. Of course, some other guys definitely um, uh, worthy of a mention, but... Um, um, when it comes to the player of the game, Zay, who are we going with today? Yeah, we're going to go with Jonathan Dos Santos. You know, he had a very good game, 12 points, 5-9 from the field, 2-4 from 3. He also added in 5 rebounds. Just a great all-around game from Jonathan Dos Santos off of the bench. We mentioned earlier, you know, he went on that 8-2 to two run all by himself to kind of really set the Miners apart when it was when he was getting really close, too close to comfort for, for the Miners. So, you know, he hit down some threes, he knocked down some jumpers, he got a crazy slam dunk, and uh, yeah, that's that's our player of the game. I couldn't agree with you more. That that is perfect. And uh, yeah, John Dos Anjos getting all of this done, mind you, in 19 minutes of play. <laughs> I think that's the impressive part. Is is he plays? If we break it down by the minute, right? Half of the game game is 40. He played 19, but he had the biggest impact in those 19 minutes. So John Dos Anjos is uh, the player of the game here. I want to let you know that the hot hand of the, uh, we have that one that we mentioned from Win Supply, but the player of the game. Uh, this is. Brian Brought to you by Keats Southwest. They are the industry leaders in metal stamping since 1958. Learn more online at KeatsSW.com. Once again, that is KeatsSW.com. Your player of the game, John Dos Anjos. And um, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for the Miners and UTSA. Looking ahead to uh, to UAB, and I know we kind of gave a small breakdown, or um, you know, I guess uh, what are you looking forward to? What are they going to need to do? But um, the, the next stretch, right, it's it's UAB, North Texas, and then they have the Florida road trip uh, with the FIU first and Atlantic last, who uh, won in overtime today against Louisiana Tech. But with UAB uh, coming up at the Haskins Center, how confident do you feel um, that they can they can be in the arena in this game, similar to how they were in the first game. Uh, ultimately, they did lose in double overtime, seventy-nine to seventy-three, at uh, at Barto Arena. But um, is there any sense of um, of I guess similarity? Um, you know, f- the same way you felt about that team going into the game and and what happened in that game, um, as opposed to the second go round. Well, you know that that's a tough question, you know, because UAB going into that first game, they were they were hot, right? They were a pretty hot team, yeah. and you know after that UTEP game, we kind of saw them slow down. They got a little, they they dropped some games to teams that you, they probably didn't want to drop to, right? They they lost to Western Kentucky, FIU in overtime. They lost to North Texas, Middle Tennessee after that game. But now, now that you're coming into this one. UAB has been really hot. They're playing like the yeah. team we knew that they could play like. They got Jelly Walker back and healthy. So if you take away that the one double overtime loss to North Texas that they had, you know, a couple games ago, they upset Florida Atlantic. They beat Louisiana Tech. They beat Rice. And today they absolutely destroyed Middle Tennessee. If I'm not mistaken, 69 to 92 at one point. And yeah, uh, yeah it was 69 to 92. UAB wins. They're 18 8 coming into the Haskins Center. So I don't know if I'm really that confident that they're going to stay in with them. But hey, you know, UAB and UTEP, they always combine for an amazing game. They have, you know, the past couple of games. And uh, I think UTEP will keep it close. And, you know, it's just going to come down to those final five minutes. 
and the better team wins. So hopefully UTEP can be the better team that game. Yeah, fortunately for the Miners, uh, they're at home instead of on the road at Barto Arena, which is uh, one of the more glamoured uh, arenas and, and places to to play at so to speak since they've been in conference USA definitely a powerhouse a lot of respect for um for what you know what they've done over there in in Birmingham so big big props to them but Miners uh, that's the monster that they got to face they got to take on the UAB Blazers on Thursday followed by and uh, bringing the schedule back up here um North Texas still be taking them on on Saturday uh Mardi Gras game so to speak February 18th seven o'clock at the Haskins Center and that'll be your last time to see the Miners in the month of February they won't be back until March 2nd and uh Fourth, uh, they'll be taking on Western and then Middle Tennessee because they'll be on the road, um, you know, between the North Texas and Western Kentucky game. Uh, they'll be taking on the Florida teams, but that's just pretty much a look ahead at, at what's to come as a conference USA regular season closes out. Um, any final thoughts on the game against UTSA or or the preview on UAB before we wrap things up? Well, you know, not much. Yeah, we covered everything, you know, the bench points, you know, the, the production off of the bench from guys like uh, uh, Malik Zachary and Jonathan Dos Santos, but you know, an underwhelming game from Jamari Sibley. We didn't hear his name called a lot. He only played eight minutes and uh, it was just kind of, it was kind of sad to see, oh, 15 minutes, excuse me. 15 minutes and no points 0 for 3 from the field it was kind of saddening to see him you know kind of regress from last game you know we thought we saw some bright spots out of him and he just didn't put up any any production this game and uh it's tough to see him you know kind of falling back into what he what he was uh before that charlotte game yeah and i think in that that charlotte game albeit uh it was a loss uh some promise that was showed and uh today in the 15 minutes you mentioned it um no points at all going 0 for 3 uh from the field but despite the one foul that he had um not a completely wasted effort I, I did find an assist and a block to his credit, so still able to to show some some hustle stats, if we want to put it that way. So definitely looking forward to seeing how uh, no no pun intended, but like how he can rebound this next game um, against UAB. So uh, looking forward to Jamari's uh, production, seeing how this team can fare against UAB because uh, now is the time where that that window that margin for error it's it's closing, it's getting smaller and smaller. So uh, it's it's gut time, pretty much. It Conference USA, but that's pretty much going to wrap us up here. Uh, you know, looking at Twitter, taking in um, you know all the lines here, but yeah, the Miners get it done on the road at UTSA with a score of. 77 to 66 also with the the UTEP women want to remind you all they got it done as well a monstrous third quarter power them to the 79 to 52 win at home Aaron Wilson 22 points incredible (laughs) incredible game for her and um, just to kind of break it down too before we we close it out um, one two three four five and looking at the women's game um Let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten total minors today in double digits when it comes to the scoring column. So big, big shout out to the basketball programs today. Getting the sweep against uh, UTSA on uh, this Saturday, February 11th. That's pretty much going to do it right here. We'll be back with Minor Talk next Thursday after the uh, UTEP game against UAB. It is Game of Thrones night. That That's so funny. Really quickly, before we wrap it up, it's Game of Thrones night against the team with the dragon mascot. I don't know if you caught that. 
that's that has to be on purpose, right? There's no way they did that. Just oh, we're gonna put on this game. No, they had to have done that on purpose, right? I have no idea. I don't know if it's a sign of respect that that's some respect to be shown. I'll let you know that. But and what is pretty much the last known scheduled game against UAB, and it's on your home floor, and you basically dedicate the night to their mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that'll be some some, some fun stuff to see. But uh, yeah, we'll be back with minor talk uh, the next episode um, right after the game against UAB. That's February sixteenth. It's on a Thursday. Uh, the game starts at seven. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, go check them out um, at the Haskins Center by getting some tickets. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up here. Once again, the UTEP men get it done against UTSA seventy-seven to sixty-six. The UTEP women with the win 79 to 52 that's going to close it in right here on minor talk want to remind you all once more that minor talk is presented by the oscar arietta agency for home auto and life insurance needs visit oscar arietta agency.com and uh yeah once again it is oscar arietta agency.com that's going to wrap us up right here on minor talk you've been listening on 600 espn el paso